0: Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more.
1: All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And I'm telling you right now, this is going to be a brief intro because we have some serious success stories to share from the 2022 Wisconsin deer season. And we're in the middle of it. We're not even, we're right about halfway done with it, but it has been lights out so far. I mean, it's been the best season we have ever had as a family and on this property. And so I'm really pumped about it. I hope you guys are excited for this one because it's going to be awesome. Let's jump in.
2: Like, he was doing things that were just badass.
1: That was one of the coolest moments of my life.
2: I was really scared,
1: but knowing that Dane had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show, and this is the kind of wrap-up recap of 2022 wisconsin deer season of course josh you're going out potentially tonight so it's not quite the wrap-up yeah but
2: hopefully be able to get on something this afternoon for the last day
1: yeah it's been it's been probably the best week we've ever had up here i mean i don't oh, think yeah. we've ever killed this many big deer and so we're going to go through on this podcast talk about okay. each deer Basically, the story behind it, how it all went down, and then, uh, yeah, that's going to put an end to the, the year for us up here. So, uh, sitting with me today, I've got three family members, a nephew, a brother, and a mom, and – or my nephew, my brother, and my mom, <laughs> not just A. Uh, but why don't we go around, introduce yourself real quick, and uh, how long you've been hunting.
3: Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm a in Kaufman. I've been hunting – or I got my – license this year nice first year yep gosh just wait till we get to his story
4: this is he's spoiled it's dumb Um, I'm Rhonda. I'm Dan's mom. And um, this year was my 42nd year hunting. Um, I haven't missed an opening weekend in 42 years. So I'm pretty excited about that. I wanted to keep on going. And, um,
1: and she started when she was 30. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks, Dan.
4: No <laughs> Christmas for you. <laughs> well,
2: I'm, I'm Josh. I'm Dan's brother. And I've been hunting about 17 years.
1: Dang, 17 years, that seems crazy too.
2: Yeah, I guess, maybe even longer, I guess, youth hunt was when you were 13, I think. 12. then,
1: 12. You can hunt at so, 12, yeah. 12, yeah, just over? Jeez. That's why I <laughs> guess I've, I haven't really thought about how long I've been hunting, but yeah, it's over 20 years now. What? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, all right, let's yes. not think about and that he's anymore. only 40, no. so I'll never bring that up again. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> no, we had a we had a great year, I mean... We, I got up here the Thursday before opener. Opener is always Saturday before Thanksgiving and it goes till the Sunday after. And right now it's Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, so there's technically a couple days left, but um, with the year that we've had, everyone kind of like got deer and left, it seemed like. Yeah. Um, we uh, we started out on Saturday hunting hard. We Who all was out? Mom, you were out. Yep. Josh, you ended up You got in at like 4 a.m. I got here
2: at 4.20 and left for the woods at 5.15 after a 14-hour drive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we went out. Aiden, you were still in New York at that point, or heading this direction from New York. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we had a bunch of people go out, and honestly, it seemed like a really slow opener.
2: Yeah, I I don't think I saw a single deer all morning, and then... Maybe saw, I think, three running through the woods far distance Saturday night, and that's all I saw all day opening day.
1: Yeah, I only saw I saw one buck, and it was like a small maybe fork or tiny six-point. Mom, how many did you
4: see? Opening day, I saw nine bucks, all different bucks. I saw three of those twice, and I saw four those, and then one that Jeez. was running the ridge that I didn't – I don't know what that was. So, yeah, I saw a lot of uh, – bucks on opening day
1: well and you pulled your trail camera like two days before season yep and out of all the bucks you had on trail camera you saw like almost every one of them that day didn't you? yep
4: well i figured there's about 30 different bucks on my trail camera so i saw nine different ones that day but there there's so many different twos and fours and you know, some fives, bunch of sixes, a bunch of eights on there. So I saw a lot of different bucks on my trail camera this year.
1: Yeah, and you've got you've got a whole handful of bucks where like every tine it's busted off basically at the main beam. Right. On what is it? The, the left, left side. Like left on side. all of them.
4: Yeah i I saw three on opening day that every tine on the left side was busted off, and some of those were ten. One of them was a ten pointer. Um, the one I got was an eight-pointer, and then um, there's another eight out there that has the same thing. Every tine is busted off almost all the way down to the main beam, and yeah, it's very interesting.
1: You probably have like a an anti-hunter neighbor or something that's out there with a 22, well. like shooting the tines <laughs> off of the deer, so nobody wants them.
2: Dan, I think you guys were already in the camper last night, but we were looking at trail cameras. Last night, and we found her buck before it was all busted off.
4: So, October 22nd, (laughs) it has the full rack on there. So, since October 22nd until now, somewhere in between.
1: It's all probably in the last, what, three weeks or so. Because
4: we saw
2: the same thing with Sam's. Yeah. (laughs) The buck that
1: Sam shot, he was missing his two on his right side. Mm -hmm. And... They had trail camera pictures of that one, October 27th. It had it, and by the 11th of November, it was off. Yeah, so, and I mean that's typically how it goes. You know, there most deer aren't losing tines or or main beams or busted tips or anything. I would say probably before the be- middle of October, oh. and up here, I mean, it's a pretty solid rut. It seems like the first week of November is just like well, and even
4: out. even opening day, every. I, I, just about every single buck I saw was nose to the ground chasing something. Yeah. I mean, they were following. You know, the first five bucks I saw all went to the same spot. They had their nose to the ground. They crossed the trail, and as soon as they hit this trail, they were on on a doe. So, um, yeah, they're still they're still moving, chasing.
1: Well, an opener here's this year was the 19th, and that's like, I mean, they say in most places in the Midwest like the 6th, 7th, 8th, are the peak of the rut, or is the peak of the rut. Mm-hmm. Really, it kind of starts around Halloween, goes for a couple weeks. But here this year, it seemed like there was so much activity. Even when you did pull your card, you'd see one doe come through, and then it was just like a parade of bucks yep. afterward. Yep. And then, you know, Sam shot his hot on a doe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty wild. But I guess starting out on Saturday, we had – Trying to think how many deer total we had down. Only a couple. Saturday we had. I feel like Saturday we didn't. Like mm-hmm. Billy Billy mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. hers. How many got deer over at, at your guys' property? On Saturday, there yeah. were
4: three deer taken.
1: Three, okay. So four. So four deer. And then and then Sunday rolls around. <clears throat> and I guess you were the first one to get yep. to get your deer. Yep. What uh, Tell us that story. How'd that go down?
4: So when I pulled my camera that week, um, there were a couple bucks on there that I was interested in. Uh, one really nice buck, didn't have a bunch of broken tines, um, and then this really odd buck that the left side was all busted off, and then it has a really strange like kink in its horn on the right side and and but a big bodied buck and so i said whichever one of those comes through first i'm interested in taking and so i watched all those other deer come through i had a 10 come through that had the whole left side busted off but i could tell it was a 10 and it walked 20 feet from me right down the trail It, it just walked and i watched it for 10 minutes and i could have taken it but it was a much smaller bodied deer it looked much younger so I thought, oh, I'll just wait and, you know, it's opening morning, it's bright and early. It was probably, that was probably about 7.30 or so. I'm like, yeah, I'll just wait. Yeah. So then just sitting there and I look off to my right and I look up the valley and I see this buck come through the valley and I'm like, that's a big body deer. And I thought this could be the one that I was looking at on camera with the weird horn and um, watched him for a while came down the ridge started angling towards me and then he got behind a brush pile and i could see his body back there and he just stood there for like 10 minutes and i remember sending a message out to everybody and said big buck and one of one of the two big bucks is in front of me right now and i had time to do that cuz it just stood there it was eating whatever but hold
1: on that was in the midst of 35 different messages of the <laughs> oh, meals God. that you were cooking in your blind all the different things that you were Making spaghetti, I think, that Not morning. Not at that else time, I
4: wasn't. Yeah. No, at that time, I actually took out some venison bacon out into the woods, and oh I was going to make gosh. me some uh, bacon and pancakes for breakfast, and <laughs> I, or, ba- actually, I think I decided on bacon and uh, oatmeal, and so I had the water I on, swear, getting ready to boil. I swear, <laughs> at
1: some point, you're going to have, like, a light-up board out there with a the little speaker with box. The menu? Everyone's going to be driving their side-by-sides <laughs> through the woods, up to the front of your blind.
4: Uh, So yeah, anyway, so I had my bacon cooking and I had my water on for my oatmeal and um, this buck came through and I'm just watching and I thought, this I think is pretty sure the one that I've been watching and looked at it in my binoculars as it was getting closer and closer and I just kept watching it, got behind the brush pile, stood there for a long time, sent out my message that I had this buck in front of me and uh, it went behind the hill and I knew it either had to cross behind the hill, which is not very wide, or it was going to go straight up, and I would lose it. And so I just kept watching, and it stepped out um, from behind the hill. I took a shot at it. It stepped a few more steps. I don't know what happened. I took another shot at it. It acted weird, but it just stood there. And so I'm like, I, I was kind of dumbfounded because it didn't do anything. <laughs> I thought, how did, how did it not fall? <laughs> and anyway, so I was watching it, and... Um, it took a few more steps, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. And I took one more shot at it, and I dropped it, and it rolled down the hill. And, uh, yeah, that was it. I went over to it, and I knew immediately it was the buck that was on my camera with the, the really odd horn. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the whole left side's missing. Um, I, I should say down to the main beam. You can see where they've all just been busted off like crazy. So, um it's a nice, good body deer. I want to get it aged and find out how old it is because it does look like an old buck. It has the very old look to it, so yeah. we'll see. I don't know what you know, what it's going to come out as. But. <clears throat> then I um, took a doe in the afternoon after sitting there. I'm, I usually just take my buck, and that's it. But this year I thought, well, it was a beautiful day to sit out there. And, yep, I sat there and made spaghetti for lunch, and... Um, Last year it was venison
1: the, tacos. Venison the, tacos. Now venison bacon and pancakes and spaghetti.
4: I think I'm gonna start a, a thing called um, woodland woodland cooking
1: <laughs> or hunting or, or cooking s- in the blind. You need to be sponsored by Little Buddy, the or the Mr. Buddy heater. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. My I mean, Mr. Buddy. because you cook
1: like everything on that thing.
4: I love my uh, Mr. Buddy heater. I ended up buying uh, the double heater this year. And, oh, my goodness, that's a game changer when so you're in the blind. So now she can
1: cook breakfast on one side and lunch
4: <laughs> on the other. <laughs> yeah, it, that's a game changer. If you sit on a blind and you want to be warm, um, that buddy heater, that'll either toast you out of there or, um, you know, they got the hookups for the 20 gallon propane tank. And, or the 20-pound propane tank. And, yeah, that's a game changer when you're in the blind. It's amazing. Oh so I'm not going to feel one bit. A bit guilty about that one so <laughs> but yeah uh, cooking out in the blind is uh is a lot of fun I'm really really enjoying doing that so
1: yeah that's awesome did you find out uh, about your first two shots did you hit it
4: no no Wait, I you didn't
1: find out or you didn't I, hit it I,
4: I, I, I as far as I know I'd never hit it I Jeez. have there's there was nothing there I didn't find anything so what happened I don't know Yeah. did I flinch did I I, I I have no answer for that, hmm. but I mean, they were sh- safe shots. They were, you know, broadside into a hill, but there is just, I don't know. I it's don't been
1: know. a weird year as far as like deer recovery and just lack of blood, mm-hmm. you know, especially we had so much snow, so you can see blood mm-hmm. across the valley if, if you hit one and have to go and track it Yep. this year, we've had very few deer that have bled after the first shot.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah. like, Billy's and I didn't, buck.
4: I didn't look hard to see either, but I, I don't think I hit it. I, I mean, I literally didn't see any other blood, but I never really looked that hard either. So
1: Yeah. I mean, Billy's buck, it didn't go very far. No. There was some blood, but it wasn't, like, crazy. Yeah. And all of our shots that we're taking are typically within 100 yards. Um, so, let's see. You and Billy both got, you guys were the first two to get deer. And her buck, I don't know the full story, I think she had seen it a couple times and then it was heading down the ridge and it just stopped and gave her a broadside shot and she shot it. I think it was a pretty basic, it wasn't like she had seen it a hundred times, she really hadn't been seeing much at all. Mm -hmm. She saw a couple that she couldn't get a shot on. I saw one on Saturday, a young buck that was heading towards her and she never saw it, it must have stayed up the hill behind her to she couldn't see. But yeah, then she got that buck and she's like, all right, I'm done. I'm good mm-hmm. to go. So, uh, the other thing that was fun this year was bringing the four wheeler. Oh, yeah. So, I brought a four wheeler up and we've never had anything to, I think you guys may have dragged one out with the side by side at some point, but we've never had anything to drag deer out. And so, it's literally been like last year, Aiden, it was me and you. We mm-hmm. dragged three deer out <coughs> yeah. on Sunday.
3: It was on a sled.
1: Yep, yeah. yeah, just a big orange toboggan sled <laughs> that we strapped down, strapped the deer down to, and then Josh. I mean, I don't even know how many deer we've dragged out oh, together yeah. uh-huh. over the years. But this a, a year lot. it was like, hey, I've got the four wheeler. Maybe I'll just drive that over, and you did that for Billy's deer. Drove it back yep. there, loaded the deer up, and everyone was like, why have we not been doing this? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this is dying. the easiest thing we've ever done. <laughs> and uh, so yeah by the end of the week I think we we loaded six different deer up on that four wheeler and drove them through town and I felt like the coolest guy ever because it was like every other day I was driving a big buck through town on the front of the four wheeler and people were probably, I I told everyone I was like I'm going to have to stop coming back to this spot people are going to start following this four wheeler and figuring out where we're shooting all these deer at
2: I think yeah we took six out of that 40 and then mine so seven on that four wheel seven total yeah
1: <laughs> Jeez. so so yeah billy's happened and then uh sunday i don't even know what time it i think it was fairly early on sunday that i got mine mm-hmm. and i was i was sitting there and i hadn't i hadn't seen much at all actually i don't think i had seen anything so at this point in the hunt we're <laughs> Done with opening day, I saw five total deer opening day. Next morning, it was, I think, around 7.20. I look over, and I see this body, and I see an ear flick. And it just looked like a real, like, short, puffy ear, you know, like a a yearling would have. And I didn't get a great look at it, but I just assumed, oh, it's like a young doe, whatever. It was in between some trees and behind some brush. And... I had my good camera with me on the tripod, and I brought it out there because I wanted to get a deer on camera, like I wanted to shoot one on camera. I'd never self filmed a deer yet, and so i'm I'm sitting there looking and I'm like man i should I should turn the camera. and I was like, No, nah, not for a little dough, no big deal. I had plenty of time. Well, then I look back over there and I see movement coming out on the bottom where that deer was heading and so i'm like all right pull up my binos and i just see five points on the right side and i'm like oh crap like what am i uh, what am i doing and i like <laughs> grab my rifle turn it over cuz i have it i've got it on a tripod that i'm shooting off of and so i like turn it that direction and i look at my camera and then i'm like nope don't have time and just get on it get it in the scope and as soon as i get it in the scope i see the right side again I didn't look hard enough at it at all. I just saw that, and I was like, that's all I need to know, and picked a gap that it was about to walk through, got on it, pulled the trigger, just smoked it, and it took off running up the hill, and it was about to, it was probably halfway up this tiny little knob in front of me, and it started to slow down, so I just got back on it and shot one more time, and it dropped, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, it happened so fast. It was within probably the first hour, hour and a half of the day. And so I went down to it, and as I'm going down, I'm thinking, like, this could be a pretty nice buck. I don't know for sure how big it was because all I could see was one side, and I I couldn't tell the width or anything on it. And going from thinking that it's a young doe to a nice buck was just kind of weird. I was like, how did that happened in a matter of seconds and so I'm getting over to it and I see it and I'm like oh my gosh this is a tank and he's he's wide I mean he's a 10 point had some real funky characteristics on his left brow tine and then a real dark chocolate rack but he was like 19 and a quarter wide and I don't know how old he was hopefully I find that out soon um, he just looked like a real interesting deer anyways so I go down grab him I'm I'm getting calls from everybody in the woods saying, like, who shot? What did you shoot? And, Josh, you and I had sat in that spot the night before, and we had decided there was a tree 10 yards in front of us. Anything to the left of the tree, you got to shoot. Anything to the right of the tree, I got to shoot. And so you ended up, like, sleeping in or staying home for whatever reason that morning. Yeah. And Brady came out, and I was like, oh, dude, you should come back and sit with me. I've got an extra chair back here. He's like, oh, no, I'll sit up front at the double stand. And so then I shoot this buck and I'm like, dude, if either one of you had been with, it would have been yours. Cause I would have just stayed set up on the right side and you would have had shots at the left. Um, but then, so anyways, I go down, get the deer, drag it to the bottom where we were going to pick it up with a four wheeler and I lean my rifle up against the tree right there. And I'm just sitting there looking at this deer and I was like, all right, time to go. I'm going to go get my backpack, grab my knife, get it out do this whole thing. So I go up, I get up top, grab my backpack and pull it to the front of my chair. And I look over and there's a doe at 40 yards. And I'm like, where the heck did this thing come from? And so I, I'm immediately thinking, oh, perfect. Like I'll shoot this. I've already got a buck. I got to get the four wheeler anyways. And then I realize, my rifles leaning against the tree 40 yards down the hill. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And so I watch her and she's like, she knows something's up. She's looking around, but she's not like really spooked. She ended up turning and going up the hill away from me and got like 60 yards away behind a couple trees. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna book it down there. I'm gonna try to get my rifle. If she spooks, oh well, if she doesn't, great. So I go down the hill, grab my rifle, come back up with my rifle, so I walk 40 yards down, grab it, walk 40 yards back up, look over, and she's still standing there. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> so I put it in the tripod, get on her, flip the safety off, pull the trigger, and she dropped right there. And I was like, this is so dumb. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> How does this happen? Like I just walked around the woods with her standing there looking, or looking around. But the same thing happened last year. So I had a slow morning or a slow day opening day last year. Second day I shot a buck and a doe. And so I just decided, like, I'm gonna plan on only being up here two days next year. Just come <laughs> yeah. out. Maybe not even go out Saturday. I'll it'll, so. it'll
4: probably push it off then to another day. It, it probably so would, <laughs> That yeah. first day, you're not still gonna get anything. No,
1: no, I can't count on that. But uh, so yeah, that that all went down. Aiden, you, what time did you get in town?
3: Um, I got in town around 11
1: on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, dang. So you got in town and then came out basically immediately. Yeah. Okay. See, I thought you had gotten in Saturday night and just didn't come out Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's awesome. So you got into town, you guys got your license, and then you met us over here. We went out to the woods, and I think we went and we were sitting by what, 1?
2: I think one fifteen. You called me to see if I made it to my spot. Oh, yeah. Or 1 to 1.15, somewhere in there, yeah.
1: So, like, 1, yeah, one fifteen I get a hold of you. I think we ended up sitting, getting set up around 1. Mm-hmm. By 1.20, you look at me, and you're like, Dan, there's a deer. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> no way. We just got in here. It's the middle of the day. When and I saw it, I thought it was a doe. I couldn't tell what it was from where we were. Yeah. And so, same exact spot as I was. I was in the chair on the right, you were in the chair on the left, you were going to get to shoot anything, because I already shot a buck and a doe, and this was your first year hunting, first deer that you're trying to kill, and so I was like, dude, whatever comes in, it doesn't matter, left, right, (laughs) behind, in front, like, you're going to shoot this thing, and so, you saw it first, Mm.
3: coming down the hill. Yeah. So, what happened from there? Well, I saw it coming down the hill, I let you know that there's a deer, and... If I'm correct, you said it came down the same path that your buck did? Yeah, exact same mm-hmm. path. So, you, did you use your binoculars cause I, or the camera?
1: So, I flipped the camera mm-hmm. over to it right away, and I pulled up my binos, and I saw that it was a big buck. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking,
3: no chance.
1: Like, <laughs> this kid's been hunting for like 13 seconds, and all of a sudden this big <laughs> buck walks in.
3: Yeah, and... I'm freaking out because, I mean, it's my first deer, and it's a big buck, so I'm shaking uncontrollably. It's hard to, like, grab the gun without shaking. And I'm scoped in on it following it, and it goes behind, like, a brush pile and a few trees, so I couldn't see it. So I looked up from my scope to, like, try to see where it went. Then I saw it, and you grunt, and you distracted it for me, but I couldn't find it in my scope again. And you're like, come on, shoot it, shoot it, just. And you're, like, freaking out. I was freaking out. Um, so it starts walking again, going down the hill a little bit. And I finally got it on the scope, and you grunt. And I'm trying to, like, get a good shot on it, but I'm shaking, so it's hard. And I feel like I got a good shot, so I shot. Uh, it ran. It ran down the hill a little bit, ran up a little bit, and then it went over another hill. But you could see it. I couldn't really see where it went so then you and so then you grabbed your gun and scoped in on it and then you shot it and dropped it but then if I'm correct Sam saw it and it was trying to get up again so then Sam shot it so when me and you got over there it was still struggling and trying to get up so then we put the final shot in it yeah so. it
1: was it was a wild <laughs> turn of events cuz like you said you would you had seen it first mm-hmm. you were trying to get on it and this whole time I'm trying to operate the camera, but I'm trying to watch for a gap where you're going to have a shot, like a clean shot. So you're not shooting through brush or branches or anything like that. Yeah. And so in the video that I took, you hear me probably 300 times say, are you on it? Are you, Aiden, <laughs> Aiden, are you on it? Are you on it? Hey, are you on it, Aiden? And you're not responding. You you didn't say a single word in response to me the entire time, and so you didn't I'm like, existed the time? Honestly. No, yeah, I wasn't even there. Like, <laughs> he, he could have been on a different planet. Uh, he, so I, I pick a gap that it's walking into, and I'm like, meh, and it stops, and I'm like, Aiden, are you on it? Are you on it, dude? Shoot it if you're on it. Are you on it? <laughs> and still no response. The deer starts walking again, and I think it was on my third time that I stopped it, you were like, yeah, I'm on it. I'm like, then shoot it. <laughs> and so he shoots it. I see it like, you know how the front legs just drop? I mean, like, its front legs went out, and I thought it was just going to, like, go chest into the snow and snow plow until it tipped over. Well, it caught itself, and when it caught itself, it took off up and over the hill. And so I'm, I'm like, yelling at this thing, like, meh. trying to get it to stop i'm like aiden reload get back on it get back on it and at this point i see like this is about to go onto the neighbor's property and then we're gonna have a track job we're gonna have to go get permission do all this stuff and i could tell that from where he was he couldn't see this deer and so i picked up my rifle and i was like hey dude i'm just gonna have to put it down so when i shot it went down and then yeah like you said it was over near sam at that point he Mm -hmm. was way up on the hill above it They shot to finish it because it was still struggling trying to get up, and then we walked up, and you put the finishing shot on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, probably five feet away from it, but Mm -hmm. it was crazy. And it it ended up being a really nice Mm -hmm. nine-point. And, I mean, it was a mainframe eight-point with a kicker on it, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you ever noticed it. Did you see the hole in the antler? So the same antler that's got that kicker on it, that Mm -hmm. little one-inch point, has a hole perfectly straight down through the antler. Oh, really? It just goes all the way down into it, yeah. I I didn't notice that. I didn't notice it until, like, until I dropped it off at the taxidermist. Hmm. And I was like, holy cow. I don't know how we missed it, but, Hmm. yeah, so that happened. And then was it that
2: same night that you went out, Josh? No, so that night I stayed in my spot because I was sitting up just west of Sam on the other side of the hill watching the other gully. And then we ended up leaving, and then Aiden came back out with me that afternoon. We went and hunted the South property out in the field. We didn't see anything out there that night. Um, and then the next night is when I went to the back 40 and sat in a spot I've never sat before. Didn't even really know it was there, and it was one of the most beautiful spots I've ever sat and could see everything. Um, sat for 40 minutes or so and this deer comes out at like 300 yards probably roughly out of the corn walking down this hill and it was the north facing hill so it had snow on it still everything else was green and so I could see it in the snow and then it walks out right into the bottom of the valley and I couldn't see it anymore so I pull up the scope and I'm watching it and it's standing broadside from me So, I watch it for like 10, 15 minutes, and I'm just keep checking behind it, waiting for a buck to be following it because I've heard from everybody that the bucks are still chasing hard. So, hoping something would step out on it. And I uh, watched it, watched it. Finally, I'm like, okay, it's a big doe. Um, I drove all the way up from Colorado. I'm bringing some meat back with me. I was like, I don't care. I'll shoot this doe. So, I was looking for the buck, and then I turned and I can't find it anymore because it was a good good distance away from me and it was right in the green grass instead of the snow and finally i get on it and this whole time it was broadside from me and this at, once i decided to shoot it all i could see is its back end quartered completely away from me so i'm sitting there and watched it like that for probably five minutes waiting for it to give me a shot at it and then it turns just slightly and it gives me its front shoulder um just behind it and i was like okay well now's my chance if i want to take it i'm going to take it now so i shoot the gun kicks, I'm like, okay, I made a good shot. It must've went down. I put the scope right where it was and I don't see anything. And I'm just like, I just missed this deer. How did I just miss this deer? It was maybe like 250 yards from me, if that, you came out and saw where yeah, it was. Yeah, probably 250. So uh, I'm sitting there with the scope staring looking all over and I'm like what this deer's gone I just missed this deer dang it I missed a deer you know I'm super upset and finally I scroll over and about 10 yards from where I shot it I just see it standing broadside <laughs> it looks like nothing happened at all and I'm like how did I miss this deer so I get right on it again I'm about to pull the trigger again and it goes to take a step it just drops to the ground and then stands back up and I'm like okay I hit it and you know it's but it's trying to get away still so I put it right on it again shoot one more time and just folded it right there and then, yeah, I think that was we talked to a guy that has a trail camera out there, and he's like, "Yeah, I saw that." He's like, "At three three thirty six, I see a doe standing there. At three thirty seven, I see it dead, sta- uh, laying there." <laughs> <laughs> and then it was, and then Dan came out with the four wheeler. I sat for another hour or so waiting for a buck to come through, and then I met you up with the four wheeler, went back there, and and got it out. Yep.
1: so Yeah, that uh, that spot's pretty killer. Yeah, like oh, looking yeah. at it in person and then again on the maps. It's a spot that I've never hunted. I I'd been to it once and I think we tried <laughs> This is a funny story. So uh, maybe you were with. No, cuz I've
2: never been to that spot. You've never been back I there. I didn't even know it was there when okay. he when he told me where to go. I asked him like three different times and it's funny cuz he just gets down in the snow with his finger and draws it completely out. He's like, you go through this fence, and then you go through this fence, and you had 425 yards exactly, (laughs) and then you start hiking in from there and just find a spot. And so I got up onto the top of the highest knob out there, and I could just see everything. And he told me to go down in that valley, but I'm like, well, I'm shooting a rifle I can shoot anything I can see. So I was like, I'm going to step back, you know, so I was probably 100 yards back behind where the blind was. And that way I could cover everything. So, <clears throat>
1: see, I, I'd never deer hunted back there, but I have been back there before, and it was on a coyote hunt. Mm. And
2: oh, I might told, have been back there on a coyote. He told, hunt well,
1: then. we'd never made it all the way up to the top, so yep. I hadn't seen the actual valley. It was just like, was that where when do you we found your the truck?
2: Is that where we found the den? on the side of the hill cuz yeah, I was we back did there. See a okay, then I was with there. But yeah, we didn't go all the way down but, to the south side. But do
1: you remember what happened? We were heading out this way to coyote hunt and I see a dead raccoon on the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, maybe we just put that dead raccoon out there and the coyotes will smell it and come eat it. (laughs) I had never coyote hunted before in my life, but I just thought, oh, yeah, they eat dead things. (laughs) So we throw this disgusting raccoon in like a grocery sack and put it in the trunk of the car, drive all the way out here. And then I get the bright idea. Like, well, what if we have some movement with it so we tied a rope to it so that I can make a little motion decoy? I mean,
2: I don't even know how young. We had to have yeah, not old at been all. pretty
1: young. And, uh, yeah, it didn't work at all. The car just smelled like rotting animals. Um, because it was. Yeah. I'm sure if you looked hard enough, you could probably find that string and a skeleton from a raccoon <laughs> out there still. Um. But yeah. So (laughs)
4: either that or the coyote came. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The coyote probably did come and pull it off eventually. Um. But yeah, that's a sweet spot. I mean, hopefully we can hunt that in years to come. Uh. After that, though, what else? Let's see. You had you'd gone back out a couple times. Sam and his buddy Gage had gone out, and Sam had found a new spot. Well, early in the week, like Sunday, I think he had an encounter with a big buck, like a really nice buck. And it came up over the hill right behind him, like 20 yards. And he just, he couldn't get a shot before it had spooked off. And so this whole time, he's communicating with a neighbor who has a bunch of trail camera pictures of all the big bucks. And Sam described the deer to the guy. And he's like, dude, you're lucky to even see that thing. It went nocturnal. It's not moving around in daylight at all. And yeah, then all of the a sudden... they said they
2: haven't had it in daylight for like a year. Well, that, he,
1: said, he said he had a couple pictures, and then for the last three weeks, it's been completely nocturnal. Oh, okay. Yeah. At least on his property. Yeah. And so Sam had the encounter with it. He was like, dude, count your blessings, you know. And then all of a sudden, Wednesday, the day before... Is that right? Was it Wednesday or Tuesday? No, it was...
2: It, was, it, it would have been Tuesday. It would have been Tuesday because they... No, think, it was Wednesday. No, cuz they left Wednesday. They left Wednesday. I, they did leave Wednesday. Oh, yep, and he Wednesday shot it morning, on Wednesday morning. Yep. So Tuesday oh, that's he had right. the he encounter, shot it the day he left. And then Wednesday morning he shot it at like 7:20 or something like that. Yeah, so he Wednesday said morning. it came
1: in and had been chasing he saw it five different times chasing a doe and it yeah, just said, was all over the it was all over the hills in the woods like he couldn't he couldn't quite get a good shot. And then all of a sudden it popped up right in front of him after it disappeared with the doe behind a tree. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all of a sudden, it was like right underneath me. There was like a a little false ledge that he couldn't quite see underneath. And then all of a sudden it popped up and he shot it. And uh, he said, after he shot, uh, another buck walked over. and He said a really wide eight point, walked over, stood right above it, sniffed it for a little while, and then was like, yeah, I might head out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then it slowly backed out, but... So I mean, out of those woods, we got four bucks this year, four bucks, three does, and then how about over on your guys' property? How many did you guys end up with?
4: Um, as far as I know, let's see, Casey, Jess, Zach. So we there would be five out of there. That five I,
1: out of there. Mm-hmm. Dang! How many bucks?
4: Um, two. Me and Jess. Two the girl, bucks, the three the girls does.
1: Do the girls got the bucks. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's been it's been quite a year cuz I think out of all the bucks that we've killed on this 40, there's probably only one bigger than any one of these three.
2: Yeah, I think Mark's 9 probably. Mark's it's 9 is the biggest one.
1: So, we got 3 out of the four biggest bucks off this property all in one year. Mm-hmm. And we've been hunting it, I mean, when did you guys so, start hunting gosh. it? 20 five years ago at
4: least because we've been probably closer game. to 30 years we've been in this life. area for let's see since 1984 so yeah
3: <laughs> Jeez.
4: That's, yeah
1: almost 40 years almost
4: 40 years we've been in this area and i would say it was with just within a few years that we were started hunting there so
1: dang that's crazy and i mean when we talked to jeff he did say I've seen more deer this summer than I've ever seen. He's like, in all the years I've been here.
2: Well, and the guy I talked to at the gas station, or, no, where it was, is, yeah, over in Oliva, they said they were looking at the stats, and there were more deer shot opening weekend, or opening day in Trempealeau County than any other county in Wisconsin. And it, I think they said it was right around 2,400 deer taken opening day in Trempealeau County. In Trempealeau. Mm-hmm.
1: It's crazy. I mean, the counties here, a lot of people look at Kansas and Iowa, and they're like, oh, big buck, big buck states, and they are. Don't get me wrong. They produce really good deer. But as far as Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young entries, Wisconsin, I don't know after last year's statistics, but before that, they had more Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young entries than the next two states combined. Mm and Buffalo County leads Wisconsin in Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young yep. entries. We're right next to that in Trempealeau County. Yep. And everybody, I mean I keep hearing every year people are like is turning into the new Buffalo
4: mm-hmm. and just
1: looking at the looking at the different bucks that have been killed in this area.
4: Yep. Well, and I'm cow. looking at, you know, the bucks that are still out there on the property where we're at, you know, for next year. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I can't even imagine what it's going to look like next year because there are so many smaller bucks, but still decent. That you know, they're still all out there. So, and we've seen I've seen way, way more bucks on my cameras this year than I than does. I mean, Dang. there's a lot more bucks out there than there were does at least on my cameras.
1: See, I saw I think I saw more bucks than I did does this year. I mean, there's four deer that I can't confirm what they were. I just saw them at a distance. But of the deer that I know that I saw, Mm -hmm. I think I saw more bucks than does.
2: And even that, there's so many. And I was talking to some other guys, too, and it's the same thing. A lot of young bucks. Yep. A lot of, like, one, two-year-old bucks that are going to be big next year. And that's all they're seeing right now. So, yeah, the next few years are going to be. And, I mean, we took out, what, three, four bucks off that property Mm and Three of those were shooters that the neighbor had, and he still got other ones out there that are real big shooters. And then a bunch of, you know, three-year-old deer, two-three-year-old deer on there as well.
1: I always have a hard time because I don't like playing the "oh, what would it have been next year" game. Because like when I shoot a deer, I shoot it because I'm happy with it, you know. But then you walk up to it and you just think like, "What if? (laughs) What if this thing?" grew another 30 inches, mm-hmm. you know, like there's deer that put on a crazy amount depending on the acorn crops mm-hmm. or, you know, what, what kind of crops are being planted around them, and, uh, and it was the same thing with Sam's because Sam had, Sam shot a 10 one of the 10 points was busted off, but then he had three different points that would have been full point or like they would have been scorable points next year And so it's like, okay, so technically you've got a 9 right now. Next year he'd probably at least be a 13. And he's like, yeah, but this is my biggest buck. And I'm like, oh, trust me, I'd shoot this thing (laughs) every single year no matter what it's about to turn into.
4: Yeah, and if you start playing that game, the chance of you actually seeing that one next year or somebody else not taking it before then or getting hit by a vehicle, especially along that stretch... Oh, your year. odds of
1: seeing it year to year go down and yeah. down and down and yeah. down and down. Anyway. I mean,
4: look at look at how many you saw this year that are big bucks that yeah. you probably never even saw those deer last year. No.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree. And that's where I'm like, if I get excited about it when it comes in, I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. Like, we, we talk about doing age structure and, like, doing antler requirements or something like that. And I think I think it would be a really cool deal to – to get involved with, especially with the neighbors, because I know some of the neighbors buying up the land here are talking about doing, like, hey, we're we're shooting three-and-a-half or four-and-a-half-year-old deer. Well, in trophy counties like Buffalo County, I mean, most people are following those same criteria. And some of them are going to get shot young by whoever, and that's fine. But, I mean, just think, you know, 30 30 bucks on camera at your place, you know, like... Thirty, yeah. Even if ten percent of those make it to five and a half years old, right. that's three bucks that are five and a half on the property. Yep, that's insane. I mean, yeah. I yeah, I get I mean, excited when I see seven bucks on camera yeah. in Missouri, much less you know. Well, in the seven last two, in the last or, two years,
4: last year I saw way more bucks than I did. It was the yeah. same this year, and I'm like, it's yeah. crazy to think of that because it's not not been like that. It's usually you see one or two bucks, you know, maybe shooters, maybe not, yep. but to see way more bucks than does is just crazy to me.
1: Well, and that's that's also awesome as far as calling and rut activity and, like, when there's less does and there are bucks, the bucks have to compete more in order to breed. They're going to be more receptive to scent, more receptive to calling, more receptive to rattling, more receptive to decoys, because... Say you do have a three-to-one buck-to-dough ratio. Not all of them get to, like, reproduce with that doe, you know. Mm-hmm. And they say you want it ideally at 50-50. But we see a lot of places, and especially on that property in years past, and honestly, probably this year, if, if you were to count up all the deer that everyone on the property saw this year, it was a lot more does than bucks.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've only seen does, and I saw... <laughs> I mean, the same four that you saw, and we couldn't tell what they yep. were. One of them we knew was a young doe. I had three young does come within 40 yards of me one night. Um, but that's all I've seen. So I've seen five or six does out there and yep. no bucks. So it's just the time of day and who's sitting out there because oh, they're yeah. still out there. Well, know, and, and yeah,
4: there was a, there was a really nice buck. Well, there was a buck bedded down. It was actually on the hill for about a half hour in front of me watching over the valley. It didn't move. It just looked, and that's all it did. Then it did a circle and laid right down on that spot, and so I watched him for a little bit. About 10 minutes later, he jumps up and heads down the hill real quick, and I thought, okay, what's going on? I look up there. Much bigger buck is standing right where he was just laying, and so I had my binoculars on him. I had already got my buck, so I was just watching him, but it was fun watching him, and I thought, well, now's the time to kind of play with the call, the rattle, whatever, yep. and just see what you can do with it because it doesn't matter. I don't need to shoot this deer, so let's just see what I can do. He didn't have; he could have cared less.
3: Really,
4: I I, I grunted, and he looked, and went right back to doing what he was doing. That was that was about it. They, he did not care one bit. And then, <coughs> excuse me, in the afternoon when that when the um, I was watching two bucks, actually I was watching one, it was a, a five pointer, and he had come off the ridge, and came right down, he was probably, I don't know if he was 30 yards from me, and I watched him, but he kept looking off in the distance, and he was just, he's walking, but he's looking the same spot, and then, then he stopped on the side of the ridge, and he just stared in that spot, and I thought, something's over there, so he's, He's eyeing up something over there. So I just kept watching and looking back. And all of a sudden, another buck comes along, a little three-pointer. And they kind of converge about 10, 15 feet from each other. And they're both looking in that direction. I'm like, okay, something's going on. And they're kind of meeting up. And so I'm like waiting for a little bit of a fight here or something. You know, something's going to happen here. And um, all of a sudden, a small doe stepped out. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, I knew there was something Mm -hmm. coming. And so I watched her, and then right behind her came her mama, and the mama was much bigger. And she stepped out after, and both those bucks headed straight for her. And oh, it was geez. just fun watching them, because they're both converging, and she's over there with the little one, while she starts jumping around and running around, and they're chasing after her and going after each other, and it was just fun watching them, you know. But yeah. I just waited till she and the little one got up on the uh, on the side of the ridge before I shot her. But... Yeah, it was it was uh, fun watching to see you know what was going to happen here you know how they interact with each other. They didn't have a clue that I was there, and they could have they would probably cared less yeah. because after I sh- shot her, even uh, the two bucks were still in that valley, the same exact valley for until I got out of my stand and went down to her. So and I waited until I was oh gosh I can't even think of how long I sat there and just waited because I'm like no sense to get out of here. i got to wait for somebody to come and get me anyway. So yep. I just sat there and watched them. And they, they didn't have a clue what was going on. But. Well, and
1: I feel like that's kind of how it's been in years past. We've, we've, I've never had success calling in deer during rifle season, like with antlers or with a grunt or with snort wheeze, anything. But scent, that seems to work still. Mm-hmm. Like we, we used to do that. We'd spray it all over the bottom of our boots, walk all the way in. Uh, drag, you know, uh, a scented wick behind us, hang it in the tree, do things like that and we've had plenty of success with that. But as far as actual calling, it just seems like they're probably like, dude, we're done fighting. We don't want to keep doing this.
3: But oh wow, that one is hot. I smell that. Like I'm yeah. going after her. Yeah. Last so. year, um you did, uh used your buck call and we saw like 3 just I don't know, bucks and or does just run away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last year.
1: Yeah, I just did some blind calling, and I did a grunt, or maybe I rattled, and I was like, yeah, Aiden, I'm like trying to teach him, because he had never hunted before, like he was just sitting there with me, and I was like, yeah, this is what you can do sometimes, and I'm like clank, 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 and then all of a sudden you just see tails, boom, gone. So, so like, he trained you, he man, taught you how, what that, not to do. Do not <laughs> do <laughs> <this> <laughs> during rifle season.
4: Yeah, because it seems like during <clears throat> rifle season, they're... they're so Like you said, their senses are all alert, but yet they don't care about only one thing. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what you do or what, you know, they just don't care. Yeah. You know, they have one thing on their mind and that's what they're headed for. And if it, if the two things coincide or converge, then great. But if not, they're not even going to care about you. Yep. But yeah, the scent, I know I used a little bit of the Buck Bomb um, this year, just sprayed it out the lined window and... Now that I think back about it, I'm thinking most of the bucks that I saw, the majority of them anyways, came from that direction. Mm. So, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, that that's what happened with Sam, too. He said that they sprayed some estrus scent right before we shot the buck, or right before you shot your buck, mm. and the wind was blowing that direction. And when he came through, he wasn't running, but he was moving like – he had a place that he wanted to be, and so I'm wondering if it wasn't that scent that mm. carried up the hill, mm-hmm. and and was bringing him to them. Sorry, we intercepted him, but yes. <laughs> yeah, Sam's probably pretty excited about that because he would have shot him, and yeah. then he wouldn't have got his big one this year. So, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, it's been a good year. Mm-hmm. Congrats, everybody. Aiden, Thank you. twenty minute hunter. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. We're just gonna call you fast food from now on.
4: Fast food. <laughs> I like it. I expect
2: not to see a deer for three years now. <laughs> yep.
4: Yeah, yeah. Just believe me, it does not happen like that all the time. Oh
1: I know. Everybody started going through how long it actually took them to get their first deer and like how many encounters and misses or I can't
4: tell you how many years it took me to get my first buck. I mean I my first year I did get a doe, but to get a buck was I mean, that that was tough.
2: See, I got lucky my first few years. My first day out archery hunting ever, I shot my first buck and doe in that day with a bow. And then rifle, youth hunt, 12 years old. It was that first week, I don't know the day it was that I was out there, shot my first buck and doe. Um, Okay, well, And now I haven't shot a buck in a long time, so (laughs) like I (laughs) said, they expect (laughs) not to. That's how it goes.
1: That's how it goes. Mm -hmm. Well, and one thing we haven't even mentioned, all of the bucks shot in the woods in that 40 were all shot within 120 yards of each other. I mean, everyone was either on the same path or walking toward that same path.
4: Well, yeah, and so when you Mm -hmm. think about that, all the commotion that's in the woods after you shoot deer – between um, getting over to it, maybe having to shoot it again, um, having to gut it out, having to load it up and drag it out and bring the four-wheeler in and all that stuff. Oh, laughing, high-fiving. The high-fiving, the laughing, the the storytelling, the whole thing while you're in the woods. And here you took out how many of them in such a short period of time. Oh, yeah. It didn't affect anything.
1: No. No, I mean, I was calling people. When I went down to my buck, you know, I was calling people. People were calling me. Everyone in the woods is calling to find out who shot what. I was calling people like, dude, I just shot a good one, just shot a good one. Not talking quietly, not whispering. And then I walk up the hill and there's a doe within 40 yards. I mean, she had to have been there as I was walking up the hill yeah. unless she just sprinted in and then stopped on a dime. But Whoa. I think she probably was standing there watching me like,
4: And that, that idea doing? There. And it was yeah.
2: even, the day yeah, be- for real. even the day before that when you and I, we haven't sat together hunting In years, so we both sit down, and we're just joking about whatever it is, stupid stuff, and we're laughing, we're being loud, like there's points where I'm covering my mouth because I'm laughing so loud, (laughs) and then I turn over and I see a doe standing there and walking through it, I'm like, crap, there's a deer, how how did we just see a deer, we were just being so loud.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I feel like you could just walk around, you could do your daily workout routine out there (laughs) and the deer are still going to show up. And I know
4: Billy said, you know, this year too, she says, I'm not quiet in the woods. She says, I have my plastic baggies I'm ripping open. I'm ripping open a bag of chips or whatever. She said, I'm not quiet in there. And she gets, she gets her deer pretty much every opening morning is usually when she gets her deer. And so, you know, and I've had people comment about me being out there and making food. It hasn't affected an anything. Nope. I get my buck every time while I'm making food, you know? Yep. I'm frying venison. Oh, and I end it. I'll
1: pee out there, I'll talk, oh, yeah. I'll I mean, there's I don't do any scent control. That's the other thing. I used to be like, Oh, we need scent control, we need scent control. We, we used to clip clothes. those stupid dry earth <laughs> yep. wafers on our hats and they smelled like death. <laughs> and they just smelled like a moldy log. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And so we'd have all of our stuff in totes and covered in scent, and we're, like, spraying down with scent killer the whole it time. you don't take it in the house. You, the you don't take <laughs> it in the house. Scent deodorant. Deodorant. I'm like, Wash your shampoo, hair. we used that. to do all of that. And yeah. lately, I'm like, it, it literally doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. I've spilt gasoline. I've actually spilt gasoline while I've been, like, pulling the nozzle out on the way to a hunt and got it on my boots and gone out
3: and killed deer. Yeah. Yeah. They um, they don't care. When I got my buck, I showered right before I got there. I know. I thought you smelled like Axe. (laughs) He's like getting
1: out, just spraying down with
2: Axe. (laughs) No, I'm just. Well, it really proves it is. This is the first year we've in a four wheeler out there, and we drug all those deer, from the same spot, and it never interrupted or disrupted anything. Well, mine.
1: I drug. I went and loaded both of my deer up. You know, Brady and I. Picked him up, put him on, strapped him on the four wheeler, drove it up the hill. I mean, making all kinds of noise, and within what three hours, you came out, Aiden, and shot yours in the exact same spot. Yep. People yeah. people give deer too much credit. I feel like, and don't get me wrong, I think it's different depending on the season, depending on the location. But in Wisconsin, when you have six hundred thousand hunters out there yep. opening weekend the deer have no choice they're gonna be where hunters are like i mean they're gonna get scared from one property and come over to another property or vice versa or they're just gonna do the same routines and like the property that we hunt there's so many big hills and so much woods and so much cover that unless you're actually out there like doing jumping jacks odds are they're gonna walk right through and have no idea that you're there yeah.
4: So. Well, and it's interesting, I, and I say this every year for the last I don't know how many years, but yeah, they're doing their thing. If they don't know you're there, or you're not bothering them, and they don't care that you're there, they they do their same thing. You know, I this year I looked up, I was sitting there, and I looked over to my right, and I'm like. Um, something looks a little different there between those two trees and here it was a deer it was bedded down all I could see was the body I couldn't see the head it was just this looked like this brown log but it was a different brown than what else was in the woods right there yeah. and so then I looked at it for a while and then all of a sudden I see the head move a little bit and I could see the ears twitching and stuff and I'm like you know it didn't have a clue I was there. I knew it was there, but probably not for, I don't know how long it was there before I knew it was there. Yeah, yeah, it just was in its natural habitat, laying in the sun, just sitting there watching whatever's happening, you know, down in the valley, and didn't have a clue. And uh, that's part of what I love about being out there, is that You can be in the middle of nature and not—they—they don't have a clue that you're there, or they might sense a little something's wrong, but it's not enough that they're gonna be worried about it, and they just go about their business as far as eating and bedding Mm -hmm. down and running around and playing and you know doing whatever they're doing, and you know it's just fun to watch them. It's a lot of fun to just sit and watch deer in in their habitat.
3: When me and Dan got out, Dan told me watch that hill. And because he's like, that's where, my, that's where I shot my buck and that's where the doe came down from. So, I'm, right when we sat down, I started hearing branches snap over there and I knew something was over there, but I also wanted to look everywhere else, but I mainly focused on that like one area because I knew something was over there and yeah. when I saw that deer come down, that's when I started freaking out because I, like, I knew it was there it's just a matter of if I would have if I would have looked away for a while, if I would have saw it or not. Yeah. Because. Yeah, and I
1: mean, even with the
3: snow on the ground, they can disappear
1: behind the tiniest tree. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: And if they don't move, and they could stand there for a half an hour, like that one on the hill, if they don't move, and you, I mean, they could just be standing there. You have no clue that they're right there. No.
1: Yeah. I had a, I had a doe. I grabbed my camera because I saw this doe come in, and well, actually, it was the one that I shot. I looked over and I saw it. And I was like, I'm going to get this on video. And then I realized I don't have my gun, and I had to go back down the hill to get my gun. Well, I turned my camera to it, and it was behind a tree that was maybe 10 inches wide. And it was standing right behind it, and I completely lost it. And I'm, like, trying to find it in the camera screen. And I'm like, where the heck did it go? And then I just see an ear flick off the side of it. And I'm like, a deer could legitimately lay down right there and be there for an hour and a half and i would have no idea Mm -hmm. and it's not a big tree it's not like a bunch of cover it was on an open hillside with like five mature trees in between me and it um but yeah it just goes to show like they could be in there i just don't think people need to spend thousands of dollars on scent control there's people who buy washing machines and dryers that they only wash their hunting clothes in (laughs) and i'm like okay good luck but i i can't say a whole lot because some of those guys do kill monster like i'm talking 180 inch deer every year yeah but i'm very happy with shooting the deer that we shoot and not spending that kind of money and not being that ridiculous about it so i'm not brushing my teeth with dough urine. i'll tell you that (laughs) yeah um but congrats i'll be happy with that i know right (laughs) Well congrats everybody. Good season. And uh, yeah, next year next year we gotta top it now. Yeah. Oh
4: boy, that'll be a challenge. Maybe but I'll top it, it this afternoon. Know. There Do you it. go.
1: <laughs> I'd like to pull one more out with the four wheeler. Yep. <laughs> that
4: would be awesome. All right. Very Thanks cool. guys. Yep, thank yep, you. Thank
1: you. And that is gonna wrap it up for today's show. I'm I'm still in disbelief about how amazing of a season it was. And I don't think anybody actually got out after we recorded this episode. Uh, With all the family stuff, with Thanksgiving and uh, travel, I mean, people had to head back home. They had to get ready for the next week or get things finished before uh, work started the next week. And so it kind of died down, which is crazy. Normally Thanksgiving is a big day for us. We all go hit the woods again. But the fact that a lot of us tagged out before Thanksgiving is pretty incredible and it really was the best season ever we've got a couple deer at the taxidermist now i'm super excited to get those back Uh, aiden's getting a full shoulder mount i'm getting full shoulder mount and i don't do that with a lot i tend to get a lot of european mounts but this buck For being my biggest buck in Wisconsin and just the characteristic it had. It was so cool. And so I'm really excited to get those back. And again, congrats to everybody who had success. Hopefully you guys are out there chasing after deer. And I'm excited to get back to Missouri and chase them again with my bow. See if we can top it off with three big deer this year. That would be insane. Anyways, until next time, always choose adventure and God bless.